Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, tech sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Boom, baby. Naomi, I want to get right into... Get into it. Some bullshit. Let's get into some bullshit. (laughs) I'm sick of this hot one show. (laughs) I'm sick of this hot one. And this this is the... This is the major story on the top of everyone's mind. No, of course. Hot, hot take, re-hot ones. Hot Go ones. ahead. Because I've been trying for years to get my own YouTube show where I have celebrities come to our house and help us clean up the litter boxes. Mm-hmm. No one will do it. No one will do no it. No one will no do it. No one will show up at a stranger's house. Bob Odenkirk, where are you? Where are you? Come on, scoop. Hey, Bob. Scoop the poop. Bob, if you're listening, I've been a huge fan since mm-hmm. Mr. Show. Scoop the poop. Okay. And let's talk Come about over it. to our apartment. Scoop some poop, okay? And tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and talk and about where you're at. Talk about where you're working Spill the tea. On. Scoop the poop and spill the tea. Scoop the poop, spill the tea. There it is. And yet, and yet, <laughs> people just want to eat some chicken wings. They want to eat chicken wings so their eyes tear up. How, how, you know, how dystopian do things have to get before I can get a celebrity to come over 
you know, what avenues have to close for them mm-hmm. in terms of promotion. Right. Because the only reason they're going on the Hot Wings show, right, is because yeah. it's got a huge following. Right. They right, wouldn't right, do it right. otherwise. Of course. Of course. They wouldn't sit there and eat extremely spicy. <laughs> they wouldn't have someone, you know, blowing Vindaloo curry spice in their eyes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> they're like, well... There's 12 million people watching this, so let the host blow Vindaloo curry spice into your eyes, okay? And then hopefully everyone will run to the theaters. <laughs> They'll run, not walk. Why did I let this happen? This hurts so much, but please go see my new movie. It's a rom-com. So anyway. That's... I'm kind of thinking about whether or not that would work. Just like a sobbing person staring into <laughs> camera. And even though the tears are like prompted to... by hot food, uh-huh. I'm like wondering if it is like a sympathetic angle. And someone's like, we should really go see that person's movie. They're going through it right now. I don't know. Is that why Sydney Sweeney's movie is so hot at the box office? Because they oh. saw her was on... She, was she eating them wangs? Yes. Okay. You know I don't keep up. I don't. I, I still I, not. I... Is Sydney Sweeney a euphoria? Huh? Is Sydney Sweeney a euphoria? Is Sydney Sweeney? I think so. Because like there are all these like young, hip and hot. Like is Hunter Schaefer a euphoria? Because like people, I'm seeing a lot of these like the same names and people. Uh-huh. And sometimes I'm like, is that a is that a former Disney star turned pop singer, or is uh-huh. that a euphoria? It's, and those are the two ways I kind of. Because I'm like, this person is is like very famous in a way, but like I don't know what they've done, and so I assume it's just because it's like not my age range and yes. i know euphoria was a real big deal with like young people and so that's why i was like is hunter schaefer a euphoria is sydney sweeney a euphoria mm. Mm, yes because you're young so. you keep your finger on the pulse you know well, you're younger than me in a lot of ways i mean you watch a lot of content this is very disorienting like you're online and it's just like dystopia 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 here's a clip of a famous actor eating hot wings dystopia dystopia <laughs> like it's it's really and then you know and then a joke what every like 50 posts on whatever social media thing you use it's just dystopia and then one joke every once in a while yeah used to be reversed okay yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i know used I to know. be reversed no the, the numbers are up yeah the numbers are up in a way then like fake work. ai then it's you know uh, a picture of megan the stallion kissing nightcrawler from the x-men <laughs> some ai thing okay what is the algorithm showing you okay i need to know while the algorithm said this man with a black wife might like Megan the Stallion and Nightcrawler. <laughs> That's exactly what the algorithm would show you. That's, yeah. They'd be like, X-Men and a black lady? Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. I'm really, a- AI is very much annoying me because I've, I like to follow my like European architecture accounts and like, you know, I call myself getting away from here one day. And I'll be like, look at this house, it's beautiful. And then I'll see it like at the bottom, it's like, it's not real, it was made by AI. You know what I mean? Like someone just like made the interior of something with a computer. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know, I guess you could do anything. I want to see what actually is. And it basically, I just don't appreciate being manipulated in that way. Uh Because I'll be like, that's gorgeous. And I'm like, it's not even real. Get out of (laughs) here. Well, you know, that's my journey. So that's why I just stick to You know what Baudrillard would say about that? What would Baudrillard say? No, I don't. You brought it up though, so you better have a log line. What would Baudrillard say in a sentence? <laughs> he would say, eh, the fucking who gives a shit. Hey, you know, uh, mm, just have no, a baguette. No accent work. No, no, no. Hey, <laughs> now I'm Italian. It's like he's French Italian. Hey, I'm walking here. Hey, have a baguette. It's me, Baudrillard. Hey, what's real? What's fake? I don't know. I don't hey, know. I just want to have a pizza. So, anyway. So. <laughs> We covered a lot of covered a lot of ground. No, we did in these couple minutes in a way that I thought was very like filling. Yeah, we got a comment. Did we? 
<laughs> is it negative? No, it's neither. It, it's I, neither I, negative nor positive. Yeah, it's neutral. It's a nooch. So Nuchcom. It's a nooch-com. wrote us at Instagram and said, Cassie St. Onge completely talked about the Sesame Street snuffle up against gaslighting issue on the podcast today. Busy Phillips is doing her best. Okay, that podcast is. Busy Phillips is doing her best is the uh, name of the podcast. What are the chances? Wow, what are the chances? Are you listening, Cassie? Are you listening to us and stealing <laughs> our ideas? Is that, what, is that what's happening? Angie, please don't try to start beef. Please do not even try to start beef over the podcast airwaves. Especially because... Please don't. We are huge Girls 5 Eva fans. Uh, hello. Busy, Always. come on the show. Busy, are you busy? Are you busy? listening? Busy, are you available? Okay. That's the question. <laughs> That's what we want to know. Here's the thing. Bob, come on my show. Bob Odenkirk, come on my show where I scoop the litter box. Yep. Yep, yep, okay. yep. Hey, Squeehead his chemotherapy today. He's gained five ounces, folks. He's up five, baby. He's up five ounces. He's up five. Values looking stable. Oh, and yeah. that's what we like to Kidney hear. value stable. Everything's, everything's singing along. Our boy's trucking along. Okay, so Bob, you're going to come over and do that. <laughs> We're going to film that. Busy, you're going to come on to promote Girls 5 ever. Okay? Yep, yep, yep. That's the plan. Okay. That's the plan. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> We're just going to say these things as facts into the microphone. And then eventually they will have to come to be mm-hmm. so. Think about that. Yeah. So Naomi. What do you want to know from me, Andrew? Two things. Tell it, sis. One. Do you not have a stand-up show coming up? Well, look, you guys. Netflix is a joke festival. Yes, it's happening. It's happening in May. My show is May 8th, 10 p.m. at Dynasty Typewriter here in Los Angeles. Now, look, you're here at 10 p.m. You look up May 8th. You're going to see it's a Wednesday. All right? So (laughs) so you're going to see. You're going to say, 10 p.m. on a Wednesday? Naomi, Why? Why would you make me do this? Why would it, that, that's actually the question I asked to Netflix, okay? They, they some, for some reason, despite all the stand-up I've done on that channel, wherein I describe being depressed, tired, looking for therapy, they said, why don't we put Naomi on a Wednesday at 10? Is it the best? No, 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 no. But here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. The theme will be pajama jammy jam, okay? Come in your pajamas. Come with a mask. And we just gonna tuck right in, okay? I will have us out the door within 60 minutes. (laughs) I was gonna say 11, but you know they be trying to start late and play games. But I say let's all be prompt, get right up in there at 10 o'clock. I'm gonna have a very funny opener. I'm gonna do about 45 minutes. It's gonna be my first long set in a very long time. So it's gonna be a mix of old and new, but it's gonna be a good time. I will be in Old Navy pajamas. My hair may be wrapped. Okay, but I expect you to bring that same vibe. Bring your best pajamas. Dress in your silk underwear like from the TLC creep video. If you remember the throwback. Okay, give us whatever you got. The flannels, honey. And we just going to do some jokes and then we going to get in the bed. That's what we going to do as a community. Okay, it is a pajama jammy jam Wednesday, May 8th. 10 p.m. at Dynasty Typewriter I'll for the, the Netflix is a joke festival. Yeah, Andy will put link. it in. And obviously, we still got a couple months to go. But, you know, I just want y'all to emo- emotionally, mentally, physically prepare for a 10 p.m. weeknight show. <laughs> I think we all have to just emotionally, physically prepare for that to happen. So um, what if we offered ready. one person who comes to the show uh-huh. under their seat, free car? There'll be keys to a free car. A car that was stolen. I ain't got car money for somebody. Andy, I ain't got car money for my damn self. I know. We have chemotherapy cat money. We got chemotherapy cat money. Even though I said at this damn rate, we done got, we done punched the card 10 times and need to get a free session. Okay? As much as we've been going to this damn vet. Well, when my litter box show takes off. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do we call it? Scoops? 
Yeah, I guess it's gonna be it's gonna be all hot. Give me the scoop. Give me the scoop. Give me the scoop. Colon scoop the poops. Bill, that's it. You know, well, that's the tagline. Well, that's give the tagline. Yeah. And the tagline is scoop the poop, spill You the know, tea. Andy, every time you come into the intro with these ideas, and I'm telling you, people are gonna steal these from you because there are people with more time on their hands and more business acumen, better business acumen. Who's the most famous person we know? I don't know. Chris, Nicole. Sure. <laughs> so and what do you say? You mean can we get them? one of them to come over here? Okay. And do what? And scoop the poop. <laughs> yeah. You want it to be the we first even, episode? You know what? I'll just put it in, episode. Yes, I'll just put it in the in the yard. They won't even have to come into the house, so we don't even have to worry about fucking you know masking and testing yeah. and all this shit. Yeah, right yeah, 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 in yeah. the yard. Scoop the poop. I'll bring it out in, in our in the front of the house. The front of the house. In front, in front of, of our France. apartment building. Yeah, in the front of the so that our neighbors can be like, "What the hell is going on? What down is there? happening? Absolutely. Why is um, Nicole Byer on the? the why did she agree to this in the first place? Yeah, the whole neighborhood will be abuzz, confused. The schizophrenic man will come and yell at us all during the recording and that will be the vibe this is gonna be good it's gonna be huge it's gonna be huge massive yes so by the way speaking of huge massive we are huge and massive fans of today's guest now oh my god this was a wonderful wonderful episode yes honey we sat down we talked to you've heard the dulcet tones of dylan adler yes. dylan honey is a comedian an actor a writer a musician he was a writer on the late late show with james corden you can see his stand-up on the late late show on comedy central if you in la dylan is also doing the netflix is a joke festival may 9th also at dynasty typewriter at the respectable hour of 8 p.m okay uh-huh. so i'm the eighth dylan's the ninth netflix is a joke fest and dylan could you have changed it could <laughs> if you had read it, the contract i asked because when i saw because I, I was like oh, i'll do it and then i looked and i was like wait a minute is this 10 p.m can we change that and they were like no but had you already signed the contract nothing is ever signed <laughs> but you had it's already, like a yes and you already said yes yes oh so that's where it is. It happens. <laughs> I'm in too deep. But I'm also like, I'm like, also like, I don't know. I feel like a festival is three, four months in advance where I'm like, because I was, I was like, maybe we should just like not. Because I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to come. This is the kind of talk for Patreon. I can't be talking about my business like this. Stop it. Oh yeah, Patreon. Patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Oh, absolutely. Pulling back the sick curtain of showbiz. Always. Always. Every day. <laughs> you know what? Let's just stop before I end up getting a cease and desist. All right. Roll it. Dylan, yeah. I just woke up a little while ago, so I'm, he's getting I'm there. Getting he's there. getting there. No, and we're finding there. it for him. So okay, <laughs> Dylan, you're from the East Coast, is that correct? No, I'm from the Bay Area. I'm from I San knew Francisco. It. I knew no. California. See, we were having. Okay, hold on, hold on. Mm. We were having mm. an argument in quotes. Yeah. Before this, where we were talking. Oh my god, about you're you fighting over me. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. You went to NYU, right? And I was yeah. saying, I'm like, well, most of the people that go to NYU are probably from the East Coast. And Naomi's like, uh-uh. I think probably, if, well, first of all, are you rich? Did you grow up rich? Because Naomi said, if you're rich and from California, you probably go to NYU. Well, my my dad is a doctor, so like, you yeah. know, it's like <laughs> I, I grew up like upper middle class. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's not about shame. I think we have to be open no. and honest about our roots. Yeah, yeah. Whether yes. they're yes, we do. spindly. Or strong. <laughs> <laughs> Spindly and strong. Absolutely. One man show title. <laughs> also, true. when it comes to class, I'll say this. You can't choose this stuff. Well, like, right. It's not like you, you could have been like... <laughs> you like a class warrior at ten? And I didn't choose forced... that for middle class life. <laughs> it chose me. Forced your parents to give away 
there, buddy. So, <laughs> so that's like you know, I'm not. Uh, I, I would never uh, castigate someone for. <laughs> no, but this is my. This is why I was like NYU. You could be a West Coast NYU person mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. about like you know knowing NYU exists, and I think that's yeah, for yeah, a certain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like knowing that you that option is even an option. So yes, yes. But now. You know, this is something you know I'm obsessed with. Your latest video, you have well, an identical twin brother. But wait, can yes, I? Can I, do. I, I don't want to get off this subject. How'd you even know NYU was a choice then? If you're on this other coast, I well, so I um, I'm on the other coast, and I actually thought I, I wanted to go to like UCLA or like a California school or See? like <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah, I and that's where I was dead set. But I really, I was like, I wanted to do music composition, and I wanted to be like Hans Zimmer or, or like film scoring, like John. Williams and mm-hmm. I really liked NYU's program. Program, no, so I like I, program. No, I like program. program. Nope, I, like I love you know it was the programs <laughs> of NYU that I really liked. Mm-hmm. So I applied there. I didn't think I would get in, but um, I did, and it was the I, I I and I got and I liked the program the most there. So I I was like I'll go. Yeah. Here. I almost went to NYU. I went, they had this master's program that was interdisciplinary, and I was going to study the philosophy of experimental literature. Oh, my God. They gave me zero money to do that. (laughs) And I said, this would be a huge mistake. This would be a huge mistake Um, to do this. There is no job market for anyone studying the philosophy of experimental literature, let alone either one of those things on their own. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds like a make-your-own-major Gallatin situation. Oh, okay. Interdisciplinary. And I, I went. I was like, oh, I could live here in New York. And just be poor, just be broke <laughs> as hell. Of, literally the rest of my life. Yeah, the rest of your it, life. This was this was going to be a choice, a complete <laughs> life choice. No, from, that's a choice. Yes, yes. Yeah. From a little bit out of the cradle to the grave, mm-hmm. and I said, you know what? Maybe, I, maybe I want to actually like be able to afford like a couch at some point. Right, right. <laughs> Dylan, can you afford a couch? Yeah, I don't have a couch yet, but me and my boyfriend <laughs> are gonna go to Living Spaces soon yeah, yes. and get a couch. Or Ashley, I don't know. <laughs> Ashley Furniture. Living Spaces mm-hmm. is good though. They do have some good options over there. Yeah. Okay. Good. So wait. Good. good. Now can I, I ask? Yes, I, w- I was going to say I'm going back. I interrupted you, but I had to stay on this. Look, I'm a journalist first, okay? Wow. <laughs> one thing I am, <laughs> I know, I know, journalism is dying. Dude. I'm going to be the last journalist in America doing this. Yeah, Ronan so. Farrow. Yeah. <laughs> now you have an identical twin brother. Did your yes, brother also go to NYU? Did y'all go separate? I, you know, um, we had a guest on the show. Uh, filmmaker Sarah Dosa, who is my college roommate, but she mm-hmm. is a she's a twin, and we mm-hmm. were roommates freshman year, and it was interesting to kind of talk on the you know obviously as adults now where I'm like oh she was used to having a person around her all the time and I was the only <laughs> yes. child and so like his roommates yes. I was like I need you to go away and she was like let's walk <laughs> arm in arm. <laughs> were you like, like that? Sister, sister, and you never like, knew how much I missed that. And so, <laughs> keep singing you, I mean the audience really I've gotten a lot of messages that say they want you to keep singing <laughs> but okay. were you and your brother did you both go to NYU was that a separate time what was the deal separate time he went to uh, Rochester University Eastman School of Music he majored oh, in oboe pl- yes he's a classical oboe musician wow yes was wow. he yes. like Peter and the Wolf what else yes he did <laughs> 
That's not even a joke, bitch. He played <laughs> Peter in the wall. <laughs> wow. But, but like, yeah. so what was that like to then be a part? Was that your, it was your first time being a part? First time being a part, we needed it. It was good. Like we, like, you know, we, we were fighting a lot in, in high school. We came out to each other. We were the first people we came out to. Um, I was like, most porn I watch is of guys. He was like, same. And that was <laughs> okay. it. Um, but wait, but sorry, even, was that really it? Was that like that was really it? How did? Can I just ask how? It, like, was there any tentativeness, or were you just like, yeah, we're just gonna say this? That happened after a night a friend of ours had come out as trans, and we were driving home. We're like, oh my god, that was so brave. I admire that. And I was like, oh, most porn I watches of guys, and he's like, same. And we we're like, well. That's it. We're gay, I guess. <laughs> That's interesting. I can't think of anything I would want to talk about less with with my sister than anything having to do with sex, sex, Period. gender, pornography, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. anything like that. Yeah. I guess that was the only barometer I had, though. I'd never had an experience with a guy like <clears throat> only porn so far. And I'm like. I'm watching a hundred out of one times gay porn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I guess I meant like this. It's the sibling thing. Yes. It's yes. The, like I would have like talked to literally any other human. I love my sister just so we're clear. Yeah. But I would mm. talk to any other human in the world. But I think being the same gender maybe makes that conversation a little bit less. Henry Kissinger. I would have talked to Henry Kissinger. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And Henry Kissinger is brought up five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. I um no uh, my brother and I I feel but like we've always been a kind of a like we've shared we share every like yeah. we share every literally everything with each other and it's always been that way and our family like we didn't grow up like there's no like r- real like that much religion so like we were very open and like talked to like so. I don't know. There was, I think we already talked about, my mom, literally, we, we had PCs and we watched so much porn that there would be viruses that would contract (laughs) viruses. And my mom literally was like, I will subscribe you to a good porn site. So this doesn't happen. What do you want? Peter Fever, Kung Fu, Manhunt. I'll subscribe. (laughs) Oh my god, that's hysterical! I mean, you talk on stage, and again, how you know, obviously, it's a joke, but you talk on stage about how your mom was like so excited to have two gay sons, <laughs> and how true is that in terms of like meaning? How much was she like? This makes me an amazing mother. Or <laughs> yeah, how true? This is the this is the Hassan Minaj interview. You want to know the absolute truth? If your comedy isn't one hundred percent factual, we're gonna reveal it here. <laughs> It's emotionally true, but no, I don't know. Um, um, I, uh, so my mom, like, you know, she, I think was, well, she could by high school see our internet history. She was like seeing it. So she was kind of like hinting. It's like, you know, if you are, you know, I think it's, it's fine. You know, like my dad literally accidentally found gay porn on my computer when I was a sophomore. Um, but I think it was it was just kind of fun. like to me, it it wasn't like it, she wasn't like oh yes I um I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a but it was a funny thing because I think 
it's this funny little thing that she puts on to kind of connect with her gay sons now that they're openly gay. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, yes, I'm extra too. <laughs> oh, she like there's drama in my life. And so you like, ooh, like, but um, but also like when we were young, we all watched Project Runway together, like me, my mom and my twin brother. Mm-hmm. And she literally like drove 30 minutes for us to meet Tim Gunn and get our book signed by him. No. So she always, I don't know, she kind of like there, there was a little bit of a, a fag hag inside of her too, <laughs> waiting to come out. Oh my God. That's so <laughs> funny. So you wouldn't yeah. say though, like, cause you wouldn't say mom's a narcissist who's like, your life is about me. No. Because when I hear the joke, okay, that's what I'm saying. Because when I hear that joke, I'm like, oh, that could be that personality too. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, totally. Okay. Okay. But no, she's just like it's, supportive. And like, it's like, now. She's like, when you're, like you're saying like Bay Area, like, like, uh, like progressive, like, look at me. I am. Yes, she could be like a monstrous progressive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it's not that. It's yeah. more like. Trying to be funny and connect with, yeah. you know, yeah, connect yeah, with yeah. me and Max. Yeah, uh, a good parent as opposed to, <laughs> as opposed yeah. to someone for who you exist as an uh, avatar. Yes, as a satellite around <laughs> their planet that they are yes. trying to pull into their own mass. Yes. Yeah, Which of course, yeah, is yeah. a normal metaphor. We all No, that understand. was a casual, cool metaphor. Uh, <laughs> how? Uh, you, were, you mentioned you know, having a boyfriend, going to living spaces together. So this is a real, mm. this is a real step up in a relationship. Uh-huh. Are you someone who like? Do you tend to have relationships? Are you more of a dater, a hooker upper? What's what's your situation? I was never a relationship person. Like I, th- this is my second ever relationship that I've had. Um, I feel like I always grew up around like people who were serial relationship people, and me and my brother were just the perpetual third wheels of these people. Um, But I, yes, I I had a boyfriend like um, two years ago in New York City. Now I have a boyfriend now in uh, in Los Angeles. And we've been been together for like five, six months. Wow. So wait, how long have your parents been together? They've been together for about 35 years, I think. Okay. Okay. And how old are you? Yeah. 27. Oh, okay. Oh, 27. Two relationships. I know. Dylan's youthful. He's young and he's very successful. And it's like hard to watch sometimes, but I try to put (laughs) it and I try to be happy for other people just knowing themselves, remembering NYU gives you a leg up if you're really business minded. You went to Wesleyan. You went to Dalton and Wesleyan. You do do not get to talk. I don't know. I went to to public school. Mm -hmm. I went to state schools. No, the mm-hmm. fact that I'm here is a miracle. You're screaming at me <laughs> in front of company. <laughs> I had a, I had a caffeine. The pill fact that you're tonight. alive is a miracle. <laughs> Thanks. Stay you. alive. I'm so sorry to do no, that. No, I love I'm that. Sorry. No, that's very much who I am in my alley is um, in in this home in this relationship. You know, we're making mm-hmm. songs. We're bursting into them mm-hmm. as much as possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, do you feel like in having a you know Growing up with an identical sibling, having obviously like a good relationship with at least mom. I don't know about dad too, even though it sounds like people were finding porn and just being like, go ahead. Yeah, just wait, let sorry. us just mm. let us sign you up so you can stop ruining Microsoft Windows. <laughs> 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 He's trying to type up a document and his 
<laughs> just virus just deleting everything. He's like, I'm trying to work here, Dylan. Your dad is like, these people, these patients need their medications and these viruses. Um, but like, in relationships, and I just ask again, like, because you are a performer, a creative person, so there's some, you know, baseline mental illness there. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, you know how um, how easy is it for you to let people in? Because you are, look, you know, you're charming. You know, you could very easily keep up a wall of we're singing, we're dancing. Yeah, you could be a we're- talented Mr. Ripley if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I um. So I like when it comes to letting people in, there were I was like my first that like I was kind of like hooking up in New York when I first got there and stuff like, you know, exploring. But then there were like there were like um, four or five years where I wasn't dating, hooking up at all. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. By choice, because I was like, you know, like some like it's very common in the gay community, but like like sexual assault and rape, very common. And that's like I experienced that and it kind of just like scared me and like really made me like afraid to just like date again or just like even like be intimate with anyone. But it wasn't until like literally after pandemic and like kind of getting back into it and meeting other people that I kind of like opened up to the idea of even like being sexual with another person mm-hmm. or like intimate with another person. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's, that's really rough. Do you like, how do you even like get back into a space where you can, well, right. What was your healing process where you, where, where you can have intimacy with someone? Yeah. For me, what it, what, I mean, like I, um, I went to, you know, it was Fire Island. Isn't that kind of crazy? I like, I was like getting, a friend of mine invited me to do it. And I was like, kind of afraid. I'm like, oh my God, what is this? Like, I've heard stories about it, of like the being racist and, and bad. And, but I went in, I thought it was like a really kind of mind opening and like, kind of, I feel like I open my like I to new experiences like meeting guys having fun with guys and it kind of like reintroduced like the pleasure around those experiences so then like then I was more open to like like having those and then the next person I met was like my first boyfriend and we like connected we met at the Rosemont a a gay club in uh, Brooklyn and then no clubs (laughs) I said Brooklyn I'm out club I'm double out (laughs) Were you gonna name okay, a Gristidis? If you would name a Gristidis, we'd be like, "Oh yeah, I know that." Gristides. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I know, uh-huh. I know. Oh yeah, we bought Ice orange cream juice. Shop. We bought orange yeah. juice there after a show sometime. <laughs> oh yeah. Ice There's cream. something in the back of my brain though, where it's like Naomi knows the gay bars. <laughs> she knows the gay bars. And I am honored. I would like that to be an assumption, though mm-hmm. I'm very much in the house. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> okay, yeah. I used to be active, yeah. Yeah. and now you know I just. You can't get me out past 10. You can't get me out in these streets past 10. <laughs> That's fair. You're in the house of Egg Paragon. <laughs> Thank you. We went to a uh, New Year's Eve party that was celebrated on, on East Coast time. So we were out of there by like 930. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that you know yourselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but okay. So it was kind of like. Because it sounds like part of what you needed or what you got from that Fire Island trip was like community. Like a security of yes, and it was like you know I didn't really when I was 
in New York, most of my, like, when I started comedy, the most people I knew were just, like, these straight dudes who, like, you know, I was, like, like friends with, but kind of on the periphery was, and I wasn't meeting any other, like, gay guys, so I wasn't, like, like, I, but, like, Fire Island introduced me to, like, ketamine, <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, um, at, no, but but it introduced me to like, you know, like actually feeling because like I would sometimes enter gay spaces before that and feel afraid and intimidated and not welcome. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like it is scary and Regina George-esque and very all white and <laughs> yeah. very like, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Is it predominantly the whiteness that is the kind of the gross part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um. um the, what I was going to say was sh- barrier. With the thing pushing, like, in, in, the analog for me would uh, be growing up Jewish in a Christian area. We talked to my dad last night, and he mm-hmm. told us, like, well, I grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania. And just, I had known that there was, like, some stuff, like, the, the Klan had marched there uh, weekly mm-hmm. in the 70s. Yeah. But my dad just went in on, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, where I grew up, like, there was a, what was it called? Restrictive. Restrictive. Restrictive something, but he's like restrictive yeah. covenant. Restrictive covenant where they were like uh, Jews you and cannot, black people couldn't live here. You and I'm cannot like, sell houses to Jews. Wow. Yeah, you grew and it was like that's where no. we grew up. That was literally like where he where he grew up, wow. and then I grew up like five minutes from that area. Oh we my were, god! And we were trying to explain it, and like we were kind of. I was saying, I was like, well, you know, and of course he kept being like, well, it wasn't like that when you were chill when you were a child, Andrew. Like you know, things got better, and I was like. And what I was trying to explain, I was like, but it's in the fabric it's of there. the space. Yeah. Like it's the there. culture the, was founded the atmosphere. on a right. Like the culture was established with the yeah. idea of live here if you don't want to see black people or Jewish people. Right. Right. Yeah. So, oh my I, god. I, yeah. I, I use that because to me it felt like a force field. Like there was just this like I was not I could not push past that. And I'm curious if that if that meta- metaphor yeah. works for you in terms of the gay space. Yeah. Or just like I. I I felt afraid and I'm like, I don't see, I like, I didn't meet anyone in the gay community at that time who was like, oh, you like, come, come, hang out with us. Oh, why don't you come to dinner? It was like kind of this, Mm -hmm. like, I felt afraid and also unwelcomed Mm -hmm. and just like, and, um, and I, and I was angry. I was like, fuck you fucking like, yeah. Like, and so then I, and then I was like, no, fuck that. I I don't want to go to this, this space. And I'm like a little self-hating, but like I, um, <laughs> um, but Far Island was the first time where I was in a space where I was invited to this gay space. Mm-hmm. And there were actually like, it was a house of like a lot of like other like POC queers too. Like mm-hmm. my friend Jess Tom and I had a really bonding oh, experience yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was like a really kind of like eye-opening. And also that I went to Fire Island the the week the movie Fire Island premiered. Oh. So it was like, yes, there was a feeling of like gay Asian kind of like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it was like gay Asian, feeling my like gay Asian oats a little bit. So um, yeah. it was kind of like, a, oh, wow. Okay. I really do like doing these gay things and being with these gays. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh gosh. That's so funny. And then, so, that kind of like set you on a certain path did you have have you been in therapy too is therapy a thing you know the the twin pillars of this show are romantic life and therapy yes 
I am curious. I um I was in therapy for a while and it was like we were talking like I was I feel like it has helped a lot, you know, when it came to like, you know, rape trauma stuff or even like other just like general things, but I I think it was really being in the real world and experiencing this kind of like joy community and like sexual pleasure and like mm -hmm. that kind of opens me up to like being ready to be in a relationship and mm -hmm. you know like kind of uh, it, it really did open a little bit of a, a door for me yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i have to imagine that it would just kind of destroy your trust period in the world yeah, yeah. and that that yeah. takes a long time to heal yeah i mean there was legitimately a time where i literally thought i would never find love or sexual intimacy with another i just thought i'm like maybe it's just not i'm just one of those people where it's not for me and it's not just gonna happen mm -hmm. um but it was yeah i i just i felt like very f happy to be able to like find an experience where it's you know i found it was possible to feel well, that i'm so happy for you yeah. because you know it's the process of healing and finding joy is not for the faint of heart do you know what I'm serious? I yeah, was like, you know, no. when something happens and what it takes, what it takes to get to that other side for so many people, you know, it's not a one is not a straight line mm -hmm. and one is not easy. Yeah. And so, to you know, I'm just happy to hear you saying this and also you as somebody too who, you know, you I think of you as such a joyful person in terms mm -hmm. of what you put out, you know, and so. There's also what it is to go through something and then have something left over for other people, you know? And I mm. think that that is, thank you, Dill. That's wonderful, babe. You be, no, I'm serious. No, I'm very thank serious. I don't know if it's like you. too earnest, too early no, in the but, morning. No, no, yeah. no thank <laughs> I, pre I appreciate that a lot, Naomi. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Indeed. Because you are such a, a sweet and kind person as well as funny and talented. So oh, yeah. I think. That's why I allow this young success. <laughs> <laughs> you grew up, right? Like, is your, one of your parents, right? Your mom, is um, your dad Jewish? Yes. Dad's Jewish, mom Japanese. So like, we're, just because when Andy was talking about like growing up, you know, like Jewish, did you, were you bar mitzvah and stuff? But you said you didn't grow up with religion. So I'm assuming maybe I didn't, work. Yes. No, I didn't, I didn't have a bar mitzvah, but okay, we, like, you know. Stuff. Yeah, we celebrated like Rosh Hashanah, Hanukkah, Passover, but we didn't like, I didn't go to temple regularly. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Yum Kipper, you guys do the fun one? <laughs> Yum Kipper. <laughs> the fasting. The fasting. Yeah, yeah the fasting. I, did, I didn't, I never did the fasting. We never fast in our family. You okay. gotta no. try it. It's a great diet starter. <laughs> I, part of why I was asking that is because, you know, talking about sort of community and finding your people. Mm -hmm. When you were when you were like teen, uh -huh. what was your community like? Who were your people when you were in high school? For instance, was it theater kids? It was theater kids. It was the weirdos of high school. Like I, me and my brother, we we were friends with these. We every lunch we would be eating it in the a, mu a practice room, a music practice room, uh -huh. and like one kid playing piano, and like it was just like we. Halloween, we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, like, we were just, like, I was friends with the people who were in the music sh musicals. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, this is so crazy. This, the the theater kid stereotype, mm -hmm. I never understood it because the theater kids in my school were just kids that were into, 
what's <laughs> that were into Brigadoon. There was no, there was no like, they, they were not the outcasts of the uh-huh, school. They were not, oh, as far as uh-huh. I know, you know, I haven't really kept up with them, but every once in a while I'll, I'll log on to Facebook to put up the couples therapy episode and I'll see something from someone and they, you know, boring adults. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, not like quote unquote weirdos. Right. Yeah, they're not, not like outsider weird. artists. Yeah. They're not. You know, they're not drag queens. There's not they're they're so like this the stereotype I never understood it. Well, theater kid is not a monolith, you know, yeah. like there was there I was friends with theater with a theater kid who was very well liked and popular in the school. Me and my brother were not one of them, but he was. And we were it was just like, you know, like the, the, they loved that was like the thing they loved them. They love creativity and like songwriting and that that was their favorite thing. But like they could have also been like well liked in the school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like they also would like get in front of the school and do like fun. Like they were they were hosts for homecoming and stuff. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, that dude's so funny. Yeah. Like, so there was also that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what my high school theater kids to me is like, those are the kids who are like, first of all, very talented and like serious. Like I associated them. I was like, that kid's going to be a star. Because it's like you don't kind of get up in front of people at that age unless you really believe. Right. Like I think that that (laughs) age is the age of self-consciousness and that uh, discomfort. So to me, the kids who could push through that, I was like, okay, well, that kid's going straight to Hollywood. That kid's going straight to Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) They've got got the stuff. Yes. I was, me and my brother were not one of those kids. Or I was too shy to even do that. I was just friends with them. But yes, they, I like was, I really admired about them that they could just like push through and like perform in front of people. And, you know, even if someone like, like was judging them they didn't care well when then did you become a performer because i mean you talked about yeah going into composition because composition isn't you know being in front of everybody but Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. but then obviously you know the person we know you you sing you write your songs you do all that so when did that shift happen that so in college i was like really into like i want to write for theater i love like steven schwartz and like that was my big dream but then i took a two-credit um, acting class and there was like an improv element in their junior year and I was like oh my god this is so much fun and so then that night I went with some kids to, to uh, the People's Improv Theater in New York to an improv jam yep. and then I was hooked and I made I like kept going back to the jams and I made friends there and we're like oh my god let's let's try our first open mic let's do a first open and so then I started improv and stand up kind of at the same time and I fell and senior year of college was when I was like really like okay I think I really actually want to do this mm, instead uh-huh mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh mm-hmm. interesting okay. interesting <laughs> it wasn't so you didn't like drive to Chicago and like hold a vigil <laughs> outside of Del Close's <laughs> old apartment where he would do heroin 24 hours a day <laughs> oh man I never thought I'd hear that name again um <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't do. Th- yeah, no, no, I. But oh, I, I did intern for the Del Close Marathon mm. in 2018. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yes, I did. You paid your penance. Uh-huh. Yes, Del I did. Close, far yes. wherever you are. <laughs> did I do it? Did I sing, guys? Yeah, you yes, sang. You did. You did. It. Well, you did. did it. <laughs> okay, I feel like we're in a good place. We've yeah. gotten a lot from Dylan. Are you, Dylan? Do you feel ready to help some people help themselves? 
I'm ready to help people help themselves. All right. Why don't we take a quick break? And when we get back, we're going to answer your advice questions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we're back with Dylan Adler here to help you handle your scandal in a Marriott bomb boy, honey. Okay. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, Irene Adler, famously... The uh, comic character Destiny, who is married to Mystique. Oh, Lord. In the X-Men. Okay. Oh. And this is okay. And the- I learn something every day. I love that. <laughs> All right. You have to stay teachable. Uh, you have to stay teachable. <laughs> Lifelong student. Yes. Lifelong. Should I save that for Jay Jordan? Yes. You can talk about X-Men. <laughs> yeah, he loves the X-Men. <laughs> Okay, we get questions from all over. We get questions from Instagram, from Twitter, from Gmail. Of course, our favorite is voicemail, Naomi. What is the voicemail number? 323-524-7839. Now, y'all, I say it all the time. I want your pronouns and your log line up top, okay? Because sometimes you'd be meandering, and I'd be like, what's the question? (laughs) So I need to get the information up top. And then the details. And remember, you do have a three-minute limit. That should not be hard to stay within three minutes. Three minutes is a full audition monologue. Okay? That's an audition. <laughs> That's a boiled egg, right? It's an egg timer. No, an egg honey is at least six and a half minutes. All right. <laughs> now. Now, we got this question in anonymously on our Instagram. Yesterday, with the, it started with time-sensitive question. And I have been, oh. because we are, we have been historically bad at answering these in a timely manner. In a timely manner. Like someone, that could actually, where someone could actually listen and be like, oh, that helps. Or like, I hate their advice, but now I know what to do. Like, we've been bad. So Dylan. I saw this and I'm like, okay, I know we're, we're taping an episode tomorrow. Let's do this one. We answered one question five months late and the girl was like, I already moved out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, it okay. was so late. We try. We try. This is the, look, folks. We we are, we are endeavoring to help. We are, this is not just we're not just asking your questions to fill time. We actually, it's in. Do you want me to read it? Yes. Do you want to read it? Okay. Pronouns: she, her. Logline: our wedding party is gay as fuck, and our families are old farts. Do we need to warn anyone about each other? 
Interesting. So that's the top piece. And this is someone who understands directions. So I already love her. Okay. <laughs> now, the details. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My fiance and I are cishet and we're getting married in May. The wedding guests are mostly family, but almost all the friends being invited are represented on the progressive pride flag. Our families aren't homophobic, but their worldview is dated and they could accidentally say something inappropriate or f- offensive. What dated in what way? Well, let's see if we get some thoughts. My fiance's theory is that while he doesn't want to out anyone, he thinks our families might need some advance notice so they can be prepared to act correct. My theory is that if we don't warn them, they won't notice. But if we give their brains a riddle to solve, they won't be able to help themselves. But to start trying to guess who's trans or gay, etc. <laughs> what are your thoughts about this? Is there another way about this we haven't thought of? Could we drop hints or make a nonchalant comment to normalize inclusiveness? Do we tell some family and not others? Do we warn our friends about our family? Any help would be greatly appreciated. I love the pod and listen weekly. I even listened to the entire backlog when I first started listening last summer. Okay, I'm honored. That's over 200 (laughs) episodes. So you are in deep, and that's beautiful. Okay, but okay. So basically, she's just like, okay, our family could embarrass us, is basically what she's saying. (laughs) What is she? She's basically worried about her family saying Mm -hmm. something out of pocket. Do they think Mm -hmm. around. They're friends. Are there friends like mm-hmm. leather daddies that are go- like, like no, that I are think... going to show up? Like it is the no, I no. Like, I... What is that? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is the mm. what is the worry here? Well, the worry is okay. They're saying our friends are represented on the progressive pride flag, and their families aren't op- homophobic, but their worldview is dated. Like I maybe they disinvite the family, right? Andy, no, that's not possible. <laughs> Dylan, what what do you think? You're you know what? I'm going to ask our guests yeah. for thoughts. Hearing that they said the family is not homophobic, but they, I'm like, I think they're teachable. They're teachable, and I think a little briefing to them would not hurt. And also, yeah, like how you're saying, you, the friends are not going to show up in jock straps <laughs> or be in a full, you know, whatever. So, like, it's not like, it's just, I think it's mostly for their comfort that that there's not going to be tension between like the family and the friends. Right. I think a, a little briefing to the family. Which okay, but do you think you would brief the friends at all? Cuz for me it's almost easier to brief my friends and go, "Hey, my uncle is a little weird. He may call something quote unquote gay and think it's funny." So try uh-huh. not to talk to him. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I might be like, "Yeah, Don't talk yeah, to yeah, this yeah, person yeah." Because it's almost easier for your friends maybe to understand like like, Because I think the worry is, right, the sense of, like, I don't want my family to embarrass me, and I don't want my friends to think that, like... I don't want my friends to uh-huh. feel to feel ostracized at my own wedding. I well, that's the concern. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when I hear mm-hmm. questions like this, my instinct is always to do something to minimize the effect of the people who are outdated yeah who are outdated Mm -hmm. and not who for whatever reason have not accepted the world as it is Mm -hmm. can't get past whatever parochial kind of tiny town thoughts that they grew up with i Uh say those people are the people that have to do the changing yes 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 yes. and i am i am vicious about that (laughs) yeah whatever amish thoughts or (laughs) yes is that the yeah i yes i think that i think that i i agree with that and also 
I'm also here for a little warning to the friends of like, you know, like my family, I, I apologize if, you know, they're a little bit like distant or weird, you know, um, yeah, maybe just I, I don't know how to phrase it, but I think I know I, I do agree. I do agree, though. You know, you said, Dylan, you're like, talk to the family. They seem there's they're outdated, but not homophobic. There's maybe a teachable moment there. But I do mm. think again, here's where this one. OK, this is someone who did do what I asked pronouns log line. But I'll tell you what mm. I could have used here. Some specifics because <laughs> I would like a specific <laughs> sense of the kind of stuff we're talking about. When we say outdated, what are the kind of things that these people might say to someone? Because there's a big part of me that says, and this is somebody, you know, I, you know, we got married in March. We went through this stuff. Like, my thing is like, there's there's a lot to be worried about with the wedding. It's anxiety inducing. You've got all these people coming together. The cost, will it go off without a hitch? Like, you know, all the kind of details you got to remember, and this is something Andy's constantly reminding me of. He goes, everyone's an adult. They can take care of themselves. Yep. Mm, and so you mm-hmm. can't micromanage too much human interaction. That's why I'm merciless. <laughs> when it goes, I mean, <laughs> it's 2024. Fucking behave. Fucking, be- fucking figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think on one hand, I want you to worry a little bit less. There's enough going on planning a wedding that you ain't got to lose your mind about this part. However, mm-hmm. You got to give me specifics about what kind of things we talking about, because I would say to I would say to an uncle or a cousin, Mm -hmm. don't don't go off about X, Y or Z topic that you like to go off about. (laughs) The robber barons, how much you love the Carnegie's and what and what the Rockefellers did to put down unions. I got to say the Pinkertons are doing their job. Yeah, maybe a couple union people get murdered by them. (laughs) Uh-huh. But I think it's also like, also because I think though also remember too, it is a wedding, so for the most part, the conversation will be kept light, and the actual yes. drama is less likely to happen between two strangers and more mm-hmm. likely to be between like fucking auntie and uncle. Do you know what I mean? Like it'll yeah. be more like with the people who know each other and get drunk and act crazy. It's less gonna be like your friend and a family member getting into it because the conversation is probably not gonna go there. Yeah, and like. I feel like weddings are so anxious. This might be this like bride being like playing out the scenario of an uncle being like, I hate Lady Gaga and a gay being like, ah! and they, they duke it out. This seems like an anxiety dream. It's like, it's not likely to happen. Yeah. 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 By the way, Dylan, when you said a briefing, what I imagined was that they, the, the bride and groom pass out like packets with information, with people's, <laughs> with people's pictures and just talking about each other, and they have like a PowerPoint or something like that. <laughs> That's what I imagine, like an actual like, hey, we're gonna sit you down here. You know, we've got some finger foods, we got, some- <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, but we're gonna tell you about all of our guests. Okay, the so- L stands for lesbian. Okay, the G is just going through each letter for the family <laughs> to make sure they don't say something yeah. stupid. Do you know? Do you ever like see this like at like a red carpety thing where the there's someone. The publicist will the have publicist will have like pictures like oh um, yeah, like, yeah, 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 pictures, yeah. Like, no, so they don't yeah. like mess up like like we're, spelling someone's name or, or like, just or just like oh that person's actually in, that's uh, Angelina Jolie and they forgot right 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 mm-hmm. yeah treat yeah her like trash you can't treat Angelina like trash did you know that Dylan? did you know that Dylan I you can't treat Angelina like trash correct of course yeah. <laughs> I, I move through the world saying that. 
But uh, the, wait, okay, I'll ask this, Dylan. Have you ever been to a wedding or formal event where people were, let's say, retrograde? Mm, I it I have not been okay. I've played piano for weddings. I was an accompanist for weddings. They didn't seem super retrograde there as in Brooklyn. Um, it was an, an all white wedding though. I was the only POC there as the pianist. What? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm like in Brooklyn. This is impressive, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to do a lot of work for a day. That's a lot of work. Yes. Um, but I I'm, I haven't been invited to many weddings. My brother has where like. Where his like boyfriend at the time was so worried about like what they his family would say to like M- Max and yeah. Yeah. um yeah I think it was for the most part fine but I haven't I haven't experienced that yet. Do you have any family like extended family that's out of pocket where you go I can't bring them nowhere? <laughs> I for the most part not I mean like I feel fortunate like like that my family is like Bay Area so like they are at least like. They know people like my cousins are fair. Like I have some gay cousins too. So like in the family, it doesn't seem very. And like my Japanese grandparents, they probably and definitely I know have very out of pocket opinions. But they are so Japanese, they will never say it out loud. <laughs> so I don't worry about them speaking their mind. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Wait. I don't know if we asked this. How did you meet your boyfriend? Hinge. Hinge. Interesting. Okay. So, so you were so hinge means like yeah, you were really like I am ready to look for a relationship. If you're signing yes. up the hinge. Yes. 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 Okay. I was. Okay. Which one? <sighs> Sorry. What? I like I like side and then grab my temples. I uh-huh. which one is? I feel like I'm elderly when I'm like. <laughs> which one is hinge? <laughs> Hinge? Don't you have to have friends in common or something on Hinge? Hinge is what I say. It's Christian mingle for atheists in that <laughs> it's people ready to, like, look for relationships, look for love. It's not hookup based. It's like you write these prompts that tell you about you as a person. And that's that's kind of what it's like. Tinder is a little more is like midway between grinder and hinge and then you know grinder is just hook up mm-hmm. sure. that's what i that's sure. the spectrum so to hinge me. is the least amount of torsos yeah yes okay. <laughs> okay. yeah 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 there it is most clothes <laughs> um yeah. you want to do another one indy yeah yeah time for one more yeah all right this one comes this is a voicemail all right so let's all enjoy this together <laughs> Eddie and Naomi, I think I left a message before and you might not have uh, answered my question because I might have sounded maybe a little drunk or a little unhinged, but basically it was about, I started dating my boyfriend about a year and a half ago, it's probably what I called in, and I was just concerned about the money discrepancies between like our lifestyles and like he makes a lot more, he's paying for a lot more, how's this going to pan, like, pan out? So cut to a year and a half later and um yeah there's just like some deeper issues now so we've moved in together and he's definitely just loving and understanding we're splitting the rent in an equal way it's his house but he's like you just like pay a percentage of what you make which makes sense because i don't have like a steady paycheck because i'm kind of a gig worker which is like really really nice he's very awesome about that but the new thing that's rising now is like his family and everybody's like kind of fancy rich people and now I'm still like I don't know what it's like okay I don't know what the new problem is it's like 
I feel like everybody's like judging me now. Like it's still the same thing. Like it's still kind of an issue because we went to this yacht club party, for example. There is no world where I would ever be at a yacht club. You know what I mean? Like kind of like if it wasn't for this man and he's like super down to earth and everybody where there was nice and they had a nice time, but I can just tell there's this like, I don't know. I feel like his family looks at me like I'm kind of white trash. I don't want to say that, like, you know, but I don't know. What do you think? I just need more advice. I need more. Thanks, guys, so much. And uh, bye. Okay. Mm. Okay. This is another one. I'm going to need specific. This this feeling is familiar to me, though. It's familiar, but I I do think what I I don't know yet is, is this in your head? Is it a hang-up? Or are these dangerous whites? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Are they, are they mean? Rich people. Do you know what I mean? Like they could be like mean, snide comments. Oh, did you get that at Marshall's? You know, type uh-huh. of people. No, or, they wouldn't even know what Marshall's is. That's true. They wouldn't even know Marshall's. <laughs> or is Where'd it that... Where'd you get that at uh, Walmart? Mm. <laughs> or is it that because you are out of your element, you're feeling very self-conscious? So, wait, here's the thing. Dylan, you grew up, you were close to a billionaire. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> um, Googleplex. No, um, uh, um, I would love starting yeah. a rumor that Dylan Adler's a nepo baby. <laughs> <laughs> I um, well, my mom's side of the family grew up like I don't know. It's like because like my mom's side of the family, like she grew up like in a mobile home. Like her family, like kind of grew carnations in the Central Valley. My dad's family is, like, kind of, like, middle class. And, like, he, like, when I was in middle school, high school, started to, like, make a like like make more money because he got promoted, like, at his hospital. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of – but I um, I feel fortunate. I haven't been around dan- – I don't feel like I've, I'm subject to dangerous whites. <laughs> like, I don't think I've – I don't – I don't – the yacht club of it all. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's – have you ever but, been to um, a country club or a yacht club or something like that? I've been, yes, I've been to them, yes. What's it like? Because I've, I've only ever them. seen it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it is what you think. Yeah. It's what you think. <laughs> really? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, um. well, the it's like, you know, there's golf, there's the golf course mm-hmm. thingy, mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, it's very fancy and very, like, you know, see, it, it is like how it looks on the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So Caddyshack is real. <laughs> that is a documentary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. it's interesting. So, like, you know, you, you call me out Dalton Wesley, and I, I know my way around some rich people. And growing up, and it's just funny because, like, I grew up in, first of all, I was on scholarship, financial aid, I grew up in Harlem, but it was what Harlem was, not what people think of Harlem as now. You know, I always say it's a pre-Red mm-hmm. Rooster Harlem. Because people hear Harlem and they go, oh, and it's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And so... I met so many white girls who were like, I'm in Harlem! I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I just remember, too, growing up where like I'd be like, oh, like when I would see white people on the train and on the bus, and I've talked about this a lot on the pod, but how it was like growing up, 96th Street was the cutoff. The white people got mm. off the bus at 96. And I, mm. me and my friend who also lived in Harlem, we, we, our school was at 88th, 88th Street stop. So we always knew stand next to an old white lady and the seat will be free. And then you'd have a seat. <laughs> 
from 96 <laughs> all the way to 135. <laughs> <laughs> and then over time, right? Like, and then I remember, you know, you get to high school, and now it's like, okay, these whites are creeping up to one hundred three. The whites are creeping mm. up to one ten. The whites are mm. up to one two five. The whites are creeping. <laughs> <laughs> like we were like, oh god! Like the neighborhood is like that was how we would think of the neighborhood changing. Mm-hmm. Great title for your memoir: The Whites Are Creeping. <laughs> the whites are creeping. Um, but I know that. But I never dated. I guess my, what I'm saying is like I never dated like rich boys so like i wasn't really you know what i mean like or, or like mm-hmm. if i was with hook dating somebody in college you were in college so unless you went to their parents house you never really saw that stuff mm-hmm. so i didn't really know that kind of thing in a, in a romantic relationship but i definitely know what it was to go to like a friend's house and be like oh lord i am out of my element how do i play it cool yeah. how do i mm. how do i seem like i belong in this yeah. space mm-hmm. yeah when i obviously don't you know we're like I remember going to bar mitzvahs and it was like there'd be an afternoon one and an evening one and I would mm-hmm. have on the same outfit and like other other girls, other people would change clothes between. They would do quick changes mm-hmm. in the middle. Exactly. Because <laughs> like, it would be like, you know, a 2 p.m. person and then maybe like a 7 and so it would be like 2 to 5 and then like I would just go to someone's house in between. We would like kill time and then mm-hmm. we'd go to the next person's thing. But I was like in the same dress. These girls were giving. They were like literally 12 years old serving looks. And mm-hmm. I was like, I had like five dresses and you would just rotate the five dresses to all the parties. Because <laughs> it was like, these are the fancy dress things. But I think the thing with with that level of wealth or being around that level of wealth that a yacht club connotes to me is that you think there's a certain... <clears throat> rule book that they're all playing by and you were never given that book that's when i feel when i went to Mm -hmm. wealthy friends houses and it felt like they were operating by a different playbook than i was yeah i was just spending i think a lot of the anxiety is just like what the fuck how many forks am i supposed to what which one is what like a lot of stuff like that where it was like at home we have a fork a spoon and a knife (laughs) That's mm-hmm. it. And now there's suddenly mm-hmm. three of them. There's a soup spoon, and yeah. and you're just like sitting there panicking, trying to figure out which cutlery yeah. Yeah. goes with which mm-hmm. course. And also, there's courses, right? <laughs> they didn't at, at home. You just plopped it all down on the same plate, right? right. You just mm-hmm. ate everything in one go. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's maybe some of the anxiety that our mm. uh, our caller maybe feels might be. Feeling, and I, I, I don't know how much of it is coming from. That's where again, Naomi, exactly. you saying we need more deets, more details. I don't know how much of it is coming from the other side, and how much of it is is self created because you're just like what, panicking about like what the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. What are you thinking, Dale? I would also recommend, like, I think yes to that, but also that this person, if this is something that this person is feeling, to bring it up with the boyfriend and like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to point fingers, but this is something I'm feeling and I want to express that. And if your boyfriend is like a good, compassionate person, then they should be like receptive to that. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, is this something you can talk about with your boyfriend? Mm. And also, is this a boyfriend who, when you're in these scenarios, does he have your back? You know what I mean? Like, is it really kind of like making Mm -hmm. sure you're comfortable, having a check-in, you know, Kind of just standing by you in these in these scenarios where it's not yeah it's it's his people not yours because I think that's what'll get you through like that's what 
that's what makes a relationship last long term. You know, this person who's like, mm-hmm. I got your back. You know, I'm not go- I'm not going to sell you out. Like, I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not going to like kowtow to somebody. You know, I'm with you in this. Yeah. Oh, you're wearing something from Marshalls? How precious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't let it out, it's just going to stew. It's just going to stew inside and it's going to come out in different ways. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Here's the thing. Where's the anxiety? So it seems like the boyfriend, though, is, has been very understanding about financial stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The the rent is divvied up by how much you make as yeah. opposed to just splitting it, which is nice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, is it just being in these unfamiliar contexts that is doing it? Or what is like? Is it is it your own issue? And this is that's what I was the thing. Say. That's that's what I'm like. That's where I'm like. Where, what is happening? Right, right. That is like really the question of sort of how much of this. What are you? What are you feeling about this? Because it does sound like. Because you even said you. Like, I'm not sure what the problem is. So it seems like maybe you. You know you have discomfort, but the question is: Is it being caused by someone else's behavior, or or is it you know your own? reaction to what's going on you know what I mean like that's a big part of deciding kind of what needs to change or who needs to be talked to in this situation because it's like if he like you know I think it's something regardless you talk about with your boyfriend because you're going through something Mm -hmm. and this is the person you live with so you guys need to like sort it out but I do think that this could also be something that you have to sort out on your own. Because if you love this person, you want to be together, but this is kind of where they're from. Yeah. You're going to be in these types of settings often. And I don't want you feeling like you don't belong or physically, emotionally uncomfortable. Caller, have you thought about getting a six-figure job? They're just everywhere right now. Think about it. Think Think about just getting one. Just going, knocking on an office door. Yeah, go wherever. And just saying, I'm here to be paid. Apparently, the economy's booming. That's what they say. I don't, I don't see it around, but no. appa- every statistic I see uh, says it is. So uh, I, I would just go get a six figure job and then Absolutely. just fit right in. Absolutely. Get Absolutely. Co- get your country club membership <laughs> and start eating Niswa salads. Oh wow, Niswa, that's a good one. You know what? For some reason, I think of, I think of like um, a wedge salad. Mm. Rich people food is pretty nasty, but I always feel like I see wedge salads on menus, which is like literally, I'm like, that's a hard white chunk of lettuce with a cream dressing uh-huh. and then bacon bits. And I'm like, why am I supposed to be impressed by rich people? Maybe that's another thing to do too. Maybe you'll feel less nervous if you just look and realize these people just putting blue cheese on a hunk of lettuce. Oh, yeah. Just think about that. Maybe you won't be as intimidated. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I worked for this uh, millionaire and this and the worst job I've ever had in my life. And her one, th- I was going to say nice, but not really. But the one thing where she was pretending to be nice was she was going to take everyone out for dinner for Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I looked at the menu and it was just like literally all meat and wedge salad type stuff. Like that. Oh, and I, God. And I had to make an excuse. I'm just like, because I'm like, what am I going to do? Go there and just sit there and not eat anything or like right. have some bread. And then, right. Right. Yeah. But like, Dylan, you went to NYU. You grew up in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. You had to have met some like fancy ass composition students. Fancy ass. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 I've met. I've met the fancy people. I, I've met. I've met 
Um, I've met Korean billionaires. I've met, um, it's, so when I, I, like, when I would go to, you were talking about the bar mitzvahs. I went to some bar mitzvahs that I was like, oh, this should be on TMZ. This should be on, (laughs) this should be televised. I can't believe this. Yeah. Um, I did. And like, I, I think maybe it was like, you know, I, I have like proximity to why I'm half white and stuff. So when I would be around these kinds of whites, like I, I did, I didn't have this secret, like they know something I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what's up? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I didn't have that, but I, I'm like also not like, um, cause my dad is like, I, I grew up like upper middle class, so I'm not like discrediting what this person is feeling. That's just my experience yeah, of yeah. like, of, of, um, growing around those people. I'm like, oh, there's something that I, I never like had that thought. For yeah, some yeah, yeah. Reason. Well, no, that's, I mean, that's good. I'm just saying, I, like, you know, never apologize for not being afraid. Um, but I, <laughs> it, no, I know what you mean, but I think it's like this feeling because she's sort of saying, like, I'm worried they think I'm white trash, you know, and that is and that mm-hmm. to me. I'm like, you are you really getting vibes? Also, like, are they giving you the cold <clears throat> shoulder? Because also, like, wasps can be cold, right? Like, are they just like mm-hmm. cold weirdos, or are yeah, they actually yeah, yeah. saying stuff? And that'll help you kind of decide. Oh, I say just be Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack. Go on. Okay, just lean into, <laughs> lean into like roasting these people. That's the thing, right? Just memorize, mm. either memorize or come up with your own Rodney Dangerfield esque jokes. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Walk around mm-hmm. saying I get no respect. Yes, and, and then, then like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when they, if yeah, they always if, flat. Yeah, <laughs> if they're the ones that are being pricks, right? Right. If, it's, if if you are not self generating this anxiety, if they really are being assholes, then you could say like. Get a tie, yep, and then like shake it like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Like, hey, I get no respect. That'll be good. Perfect. By the way, that was a perfect Rodney Dangerfield. No, that impression. was a good impression. That was good. That was good. Oh, yeah. I get no respect. Dylan, are you the rich one in your relationship? <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I before before I was I was not before I booked a Walmart commercial. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> So uh, I I know and even before that I was like I I made commer- uh, so PSA commercial money is where it's at. There Honey, I've been trying for years. Don't I know? <laughs> um but I think yes, yes, in this relationship <laughs> I will I will offer to pay more things cuz I'm like I can't believe how much I made from this commercial yes my friend megan gailey my i love a lifetime movie co-host she bought a house like a year or so ago and i was like tell me how it happened she's like i was in an almond milk commercial (laughs) and i was like (laughs) almond milk (laughs) yeah that's the dream that's the dream i know i made more money did you make oh yeah Google Plex. <laughs> Google Plex. Google, Google Plex. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Plex. Of course. Absolutely. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Dylan. 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 Yeah. Dylan. Thank you yes. so Thank you. much for joining us. <gasps> what a delight. Us. This was a dream and a delight for you to just take time <sighs> out of your tour, honey, in the Marriott Bomboy to sit with us, share with I'm, us, and help mm-hmm. with us. I'm legitimately such a huge fan of you, of this podcast, and I've been a huge fan of you for a long time, Naomi. So oh God, I, I am 
honored. My my twin brother is l- like he's gonna freak. I'm gonna tell him he's like ah. He's gonna he called he called me during this and I'm like mute bitch. <laughs> okay, yeah. Max, Can we you... see you, we hear you, uh, Max. Your uh-huh. hair is always luxurious, Max. That's all I have to yes, say. I want to know about it's... the deep condition routine. Max, please send it's... us an original oboe composition. <laughs> yes. Peter and the Wolf. <laughs> no, original. I want... Original. original. Yes, an original theme. An original okay. oboe theme just for us. Okay. He, I'll send... <laughs> I will send that over. <laughs> Max, that's the couples therapy challenge. We're giving you. <laughs> an original, <laughs> original oboe. Th- it doesn't have to be long. I'm not asking for... No, no, I'm no. not asking for like 10 yeah. minutes. I'm asking no. for like... 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds at most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 60 mm-hmm. seconds, 90 seconds, three minutes. Yeah, maybe three minutes. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's multi-tracked and maybe as <laughs> many. You know, maybe it's a minimalist kind of like Philip yeah. Glass, Steve Reich kind of thing. Wow. I'm not going to wow. I'm not going to tell you what to do. No, 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 no. We're not going to tell you I'm what just to do. Suggest. Uh-huh. We're going to tell you to do it. Yes. But we're yeah. going to tell you what to do. Yeah. It's going to be WAP. <laughs> Just, um, <laughs> just the four minutes of that. Okay. And oboe. Yeah. I would be that actually. <laughs> oboe Wop. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, All right, you all guys. Right. We'll stay tuned for Oboe Wop. We'll see you next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com